This episode of Talking Home Renovations is sponsored by BQE, the makers of BQE Core. BQE Core is a software that makes it easy to manage your project and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Welcome to season four of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. This week's episode is about wallpaper. I had a listener write to me and ask me if I would do an episode on this, and I don't know anything at all about wallpaper, or at least I didn't before I recorded this episode. So I asked Megan Chadrick, who is an interior designer with Megan Chadrick Interiors that I'm working with here in Massachusetts, and asked her if she would talk to me about it, which she did. In my new house, after talking to Megan, I am definitely doing some kind of wallpaper in my little powder room, my half bath, and also thinking about some ceiling wallpaper. I appreciate that Megan took time out of her schedule to go over the basics with me, and I hope you get something out of it too. Here is our conversation. Megan, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank you very much. Of course. Here's the big question, wallpaper. A listener wrote to me asking about a wallpaper episode. And I also, I don't have any idea how to pick out wallpaper. And I'm thinking of getting wallpaper in my new house, but would have zero idea. All I know is that I assume the more I pay, the better it is. And so I think I need a little more information than that. So how do people even start thinking about what they should put in their house? I think people are sort of open to wallpaper now. I think it's been a hard sell. Uh, I love wallpaper and I love to use it on projects. I think it's a really unique way of setting one space apart. I don't think we necessarily need to go and wallpaper every room like we did in the 1980s and 90s. Or, But I do think if you're thinking of like, what am I not going to get sick of? Maybe, you know, maybe choosing a solid paper like a grass cloth or paper weave where it's just texture and not pattern in a bigger space, right? Mm-hmm. So a living room, a dining room, if you're a little afraid of like, you might get sick of the pattern, those are bigger spaces. I'd go with more of a solid color. All of the walls? All of the walls in that case. There's this phase of like, hey, um, I think when you do in one accent wall, unless the wall is like carved out and niched in and it looks like it's one thing, I do think you just need to do the whole room. I think it looks, if you do one wall, I think it looks like either I didn't have the budget to do the whole room or I was afraid, Yeah. right? Like I couldn't quite commit. So, mm. hey, I just did it kind of partially. So I do think you should just go all in if, go if all you want. Okay, so go all in. Like I said, I, I think for more open plan spaces or bigger rooms, just going with a texture is really nice. And then... Rooms that are more set off, like a powder room or a mud room or a bathroom, those are the spots where you could potentially do something kind of fun and busier and 
you know, just kind of make it a jewel box space where it's, you know, you can take that chance and not be so afraid because it's not a space that you're just staring at every time you walk through the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so many uh, little powder rooms that are, they're just really memorable because they have this super fun wallpaper just in that one tiny room, Yeah, which is a little yeah. overwhelming, but in a good way, it's like a real, there's an impact to it. I think yeah. if you, I always say there's really like a little like, experience when you walk in, especially a powder room, because it's just a bathroom, right? So when you walk in and there's something kind of interesting and on to grab your attention, I, it's like you're walking into a little experience and then you, and then you leave. Yeah. You know? Right. But, yeah. It's a short experience. How do you know what kind of wallpaper to use? Like a vinyl and a paper? Yeah. So obviously vinyl's great for commercial spaces. Um, that's why hotels use them. But I would say if if you're doing like a staircase or, or, you know, a hallway, not that you have to do vinyl, but I, I probably would gear like a heavy traffic area. I would probably look at a vinyl or let's say you have small children in the house and you want to do your dining room and you want to do grass cloth. Yeah. Which is, is literally like, if you think of Mad Men, that's, mm-hmm. you know, Sometimes people don't know what grass cloth is, but you've you've seen it. It was very, very big in the 60s. And it's honestly, I, I don't think it ever goes, you know, it goes sort of in and out of style, but it it's not like it ever looks bad. It's just, right. it's just a texture. More, more in vogue or less in vogue, and it's just a texture. So if you have small children and you might be afraid they'd ruin it, they have vinyl grass cloths. So like it would also be a great option for people who are afraid that their kid's going to take a marker and get all over the wall. <laughs> Right. You can yeah. clean it. You can clean it. So I would I would definitely and there's some great vinyls out there. I mean you would never they have oh. they have faux wood. Like I've done faux wood on a ceiling. It looks like rough sawn really planks. Wow. And it's vinyl. Yeah, it's even textured like a rough rough sawn plank of wood. Wow. Um, I would just assume that the vinyl one would be like the least desirable or most cheesy sort of one, but I mean it's a, that's a good point about kids because if you have kids then they're going to grow up and in growing up they have all sorts of opportunity to ruin your wallpaper and then there might be a tiny little period where they're not living at your house and then then you'd have grandchildren yeah. who can come back again and ruin your wallpaper you know so you yeah. might as well prepare for the worst there mm-hmm. hmm. for sure Interesting. Some, some papers are also coated so if it's not vinyl it may be a natural paper but they've they've um I'm actually doing it in my own dining room it's a paper weave, but they've sort of gessoed, they've, they've coated it on purpose, like you kind of notice it, um, to make it sponge wipeable. Oh, interesting. So what's a paper weave that you've been mentioning? A little difficult to describe, but if you think of like a grass cloth where you see those horizontal, you know, variations in the weave of the grass, paper weave is, it's made with pulp and it's more, it's more like a crosshatch look. And the biggest difference is paper tint. So grass cloth, just like wood, darkens over time. So with sun exposure, it will yellow, it will darken. Mm. Um, you'll see the color change over time. So if like you were to take a piece of art and pull it off the wall a couple of oh. years later, mm-hmm. or you know, just like a rug when you take it out of a room, you'll see an outline and then you'll see a color change. Paper mm. weave will do the same, but it does stay true to its color, natural coloring when you first put it in a little bit more than grass, which tends to darken and turn more golden um, in hue over time. Even if it's colored, like the color gets darker and if it's natural, it'll, and then 
just like a hardwood, hmm. like maple floors or oak floors, they just get darker over time. Yeah. So is that a feature? I mean, is that something people want or is that just a thing to know? I don't think it's something everybody wants. So I do, I do make sure I, I tell people like the color will change. It's not going to stay the way it was when it was installed. Mm. Um, and so if that's something that would bother you, then I would push towards a paper weave, which will stay more closest to its original color or a vinyl, which will just be exactly the same from day one. Okay. The time get off. All right. So, so starting at the basics, there's a paper and a vinyl, and then you said there was hand painted. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of companies producing, those are pretty pricey, but they literally like hand paint paper or like Farrowin Balls, a paint company and all of their papers are um, painted designs as opposed to printed. Almost, wow. almost like a stencil, I guess, in a way. Hmm. Um, so you can actually see and feel the paint wow. on the paper. And they're actually not that expensive necessarily. Like Farrowin Balls um, wallpapers, I would say, are um, reasonable. So don't be afraid of it. <laughs> How much is wallpaper? I mean, I know it's hard to say. I'll tell you one thing I know is I didn't grow up when it was, I was too young to know what it really used to cost back in the day. But I've had clients tell me, oh, when I papered in the 70s or 80s, you know, you just bought it by the roll. And I think it was, it seemed like, or like paper hangers would charge by the roll, you know, like that's Mm. how they priced it out. I mean, now I would expect it $15 a yard at minimum for like an inexpensive paper 10 to 15 everybody sells the pricing is all over the map like some companies priced by the roll some priced by the yard Mm. and then and then and then the roll sizes are not all the same either so but it can go up to easily 120 a yard for a paper so a yard would be 10 to 15 on the low end 120 a yard on the higher end or more for like a de Gournay, which are the, they come from Europe and those are those like chinoiserie, um, mm. you know, botanicals with birds, like those, you, you, you're getting up there like $300 a yard. So when you say yard, you mean a square yard. So not just like a yard of a roll. Yeah. So a lot of times they will be maybe 36 inches wide. Oh, okay. The roll, the roll is 36 inches wide. And then for three feet, cause that's one yard. Mm-hmm. $300. Yeah. If you had a, let's say an eight foot ceiling, so that would be $800 for every three feet of width. Mm -hmm. But then also you probably wouldn't cut it off and use it at the top or maybe what, I don't know. I'm not a paper hanger for sure. You need a paper hanger to quote. I mean, I feel like also people used to do this DIY, you know, people used to paper their own houses. It's also gotten more complicated because of repeats. And then is it a, straight match or oh, is it a God, what a mess that could be yeah I mean yeah. it's it gets very confusing I I literally keep a cheat sheet next to my desk to help hmm. me remember nuances of what it what's in a double roll it's 11 yards why do they call it a double roll if it's one roll that's 11 yards I, I don't know <laughs> these well, I sure don't know paper manufacturers but yeah. some you know some sell um you know, 20 inch wide goods are sort of the older format, like what mm-hmm. our grandparents and parents were used to. But I think now, like, you'll see a lot of 36, 36 inch wide goods. So that, you know, you need, if it, the wider it is, 
the less you need to buy. So that plays into it. So yeah. Okay, you're probably in a couple grand at least to wallpaper a room. But you know, painting yeah, sounds like it. Painting also know. is a couple of grand to paint the room. Yeah, exactly. So it's not always definitely more, just depends on the paper. Hmm. And there's honestly like I love grass cloths. I really, really, really love them. I usually introduce them into most projects in some way. Even if it's just like the back of bookcases, you know, built-in bookcases. Hmm, that's good I idea. always feel like sometimes that's a nice place to do something, something more solid and textural and kind of let your accessories pop off the back of that. Nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. So that's a nice way to dabble into wallpaper without too much commitment. And now a word from our sponsor. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want. You need systems and procedures, but you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so you can get back to doing what you love most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to become managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so he can do what he does today helping architects be more successful at Teager Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teager at bqe.com masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free and is brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com masterclass. Now back to our conversation. I don't think my husband's going to go for a wallpaper at all. Do you find people have a bias against wallpaper? Uh Yeah, there's a huge bias. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I bring up wallpaper and usually the husband, but I don't want to be too, I don't want to be too sexist. Usually they'll say, oh, you know how much time I spent in my first house taking off wallpaper, you know, and it was, and I get it, you know, pain in the butt. Um, I, I mean, I no, did that here also, but that's because it was put up in the 50s. Doesn't yeah, mean exactly. wallpaper is not a good that's, idea. Exactly. And if it's been up since the 50s, then yeah, it probably will be hard to, to get off. But wallpapers now, they're built to sort of like come off basically mostly in in the sheets that you put them up in. So Does that now, mean people can take it down easily? Yeah. That's, that's the biggest hesitation I, I do get is like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard to take down. Well... It's it's not that it's really not that bad anymore. It really isn't. Mm. They've really improved the technology of paper backing and all of that. It's sturdier than it used to be, so it tends to come off in big sheets. So where should I go to look for this kind of thing? To the paint store or um, to an interior design showroom or or what? Almost everybody is starting to carry wallpaper. And that's how I know finally it's sort of hit the masses. I've been saying, people say, oh, well, I hear wallpaper's coming back. I'm like, it's been back for 10, I've been doing it for 10 to 15 years already. Yeah. You know, I think the early 2000s, 
in late nineties, we were, nobody wanted wallpaper. It was faux pas. It was, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I've been pushing wallpaper and now people are very accepting of it. I used to have to fight hard to get it in a house. Now I think people are seeing it again and they're okay with it. So you can get it at anthropology. You can buy it at Pottery Barn. Mm-hmm. Ben Moore, like I know some of the Ben Moore city paints, like they definitely sell it as well. And then obviously like the design center, usually you have to go through yeah. a designer. But there's a, And then online, there's so many choices on. There's a couple online retailers that sell exactly what designers are going to the design center. Um, I put wallpaper in my kitchen in um, 19, it might've been around 2000. And my friends totally made fun of me for it. I mean, the reason I did it was because there had been wallpaper up and I didn't feel like replastering the walls and I I just put new wallpaper up. But yeah, they made fun of me. I mean, it is, you know, that's the reason wallpaper became what it was. It, It helped hide flaws in old buildings. And that's why we've done it. I mean, think of a decade where we haven't done, where wallpaper hasn't been used except the except early, recently. except right. like late 90s to early 2000s is probably the only decade where it wasn't highly used. Mm-hmm. But like the 60s, 70s, 40s, 50s, yeah. 1800s, they've yeah. always used paper. So I think it just had a moment where people didn't like it and, now and the, then now all it's back. It improved designs, technology, everything. Now it's, it's back. You can find it anywhere now, but yeah, if you just go to, go to Pottery Barn, it's, they have a wallpaper section. So how would I search for it online? Would I just go with like the color I think I want, or like if I want apples or, I mean, what do I, what do I search for? They have filters like walnut wallpaper is an online uh, wallpaper source. They have a, they have a lot and you can do use filters, so you can hmm. narrow it down by by color or by um, you know you want abstract or birds or botanicals foliage. You know, there's a lot of different options that they let you filter by. You said earlier not to do every single room in the house. So if you had a yeah. typical house, you know that has a living room, dining room, kitchen, powder room, bedrooms, hallway. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to experiment with some, I mean, I think experimenting with the, with the powder room is a great idea. Yeah. Powder rooms, a hundred percent a go. To me, that's like a no brainer. I would wallpaper powder room every day of the week if I could. It's just a great, because there's just, it's otherwise it's pretty sterile. So definitely powder room. I also would say I love to do dining rooms just because there, t- there tends to be less furniture in a dining room or there's less soft, mm. you know, you don't have pillows, you don't have. There's not usually a lot of fabric in a dining room. So I do find that that's another spot that's really great to inject texture or pattern in. It just sort of like gives more dimension to a dining room. I mean, sometimes the living room, it just, you know, I I, I sort of start stop. So right, if I I would paint a living room, maybe wallpaper, a foyer in a pattern, and then maybe do a solid textured paper in the dining room that is nearby. I, I'm not one, certainly you'll find a lot of pictures on Pinterest that might show pattern on pattern on pattern. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a little overwhelming. So I like a solid paper with a pattern paper and then have a painted room. I think otherwise it gets, it can feel a little overwhelming or you might tire of it and feel like you have to redo it mm-hmm. sooner yeah. than later. Yeah. We don't I, mean, I feel if you're going to go with pattern on pattern, then you really have to go for it. I mean, you can't just be like, Oh yeah. If you love color and you love pattern, then I would say do it, do whatever feels 
comfortable for you. Right. But, um, you know, those people are fewer and far between. They're out there. But what about rooms that have um, like a chair rail or chair rail and some paneling below the chair rail? So it would be like a half wall. Do you think a half wall is better? Is that a good opportunity to have some kind of bold wallpaper or is it too much going on in the wall to have the wood texture and then also like a... Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think we're getting into a whole nother conversation on... I don't love chair rail. I I feel, I just, to me, I would paper above and below the chair rail in the same... Mm. But if, if below is paneling though. But if it's paneling, that's okay. So let's just say it's painted paneling, and then you do the wallpaper above. That, that's that's fine. okay. All right. Yeah, it's that horizontal chair rail with just drywall below. You know, when people yeah. used to paint below the chair rail color and then paint above the chair. But that's I, it. Just chops a room up too much to me, especially New England homes. Maybe elsewhere where you have really high ceilings, but a lot of our New England homes are already short ceilinged homes and when you have a chair rail I feel like that just dissects the room even more Mm. makes it smaller yeah that makes Um, sense but paneling's okay because at least then it's all the same like all white or if you painted it it's all all green and then above the chair rail you have your color or pattern yeah if you had three tips for people when it comes to thinking about wallpaper well let's see I definitely would say pick two rooms you know, do two rooms for sure. And I would definitely say mix a small scale with a large scale or a solid with a pattern. In the two so different we, rooms, not in the same room. Not in the same room, mm-hmm. but but to go ahead and, you know, and, and generally speaking, a smaller scale repeat is going to work better and easier in a really small space. So maybe do a smaller scale in a smaller room. Not that you mm-hmm. can't do scale, but I do think it complicates it because then you're trying to figure out how the pattern repetition flow is and you might cut off some of the pattern. So mm. I would definitely say if you if you want to try it, pick a smaller repeat for a smaller room, like a powder room or a bathroom. Okay. Um, and then I would also, my tip would be start with a solid texture in one of the larger rooms. Okay. So a larger room? Don't be afraid of the ceiling. That's my other Oh, ceilings. Ceiling. No. Yeah. Fifth wall. What do you think? What do you think would be, um, like, give a couple examples of, because I'm imagining some things that I think might be a little bit non, a little bit too crazy for some people. So are you thinking like a pad, like a a texture to the ceiling or or some kind of pattern and just on the ceiling? For sure. To me, it's, I, I just, ceilings, I love doing ceilings, whether it's paint or wallpaper. I love letting that part of the room shine. So you could do, like I said, that faux wood vinyl. I've done that on ceilings just to make it look like it has a wood ceiling. Hmm. But we don't want, and that's actually a money saver too. So let's say you're thinking, hey, I'm going to do, you know, I have this beautiful coffered ceiling, um, which a lot of new builds have, but you don't really want to put wood planks or what have you in between the coffers. The vinyl wood works. I mean, you would never, you would fool everybody that comes into your house. So that's like a really economical um, and easy way to do it. I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or color, you know, like a navy blue grass cloth, you know, in the coffers, like 
just it brings the eye up and every time you can bring the eye up it sort of elongates and gives more dimension to a room because mm-hmm. everything in a room tends to be about you know eye your eye height or like a little below shoulder height like everything kind of falls generally in that realm mm. and there's so much more to room than, than that level right that's true that is true. So what about lighting if you're going to be papering the ceiling? So would you, in a room like that, would you just have one central like semi-flush type fixture or? Depends on how high your ceilings are. You know, if you can get away with highlighting the ceiling with more, more of an uplight semi-flush mount, but let's say you have really high ceilings. That usually means you have a lot of light coming in. You know, I think there's probably can lights in there. Actually, to be honest, I think the cans play into it a bit too, because let's say you do wallpaper in a navy blue on the ceiling. Well, if you have white cans, then all of a sudden you're seeing all these white circles within mm-hmm. the space. Sometimes you do have to switch out the liner um, yeah. or paint it. Yeah. yeah, just so it blends in and camouflages. Mm. But yeah, if you have the space to highlight the ceiling, I think like more of an up light is a beautiful way to showcase the ceiling. Hmm. Wow. That's... A lot of food for thought right there. I saw recently, what's that called? That like that red painted on white. You know, it's usually like some kind of pastoral scene. Like a chinoiserie. Yeah, there you go. Chinoiserie, yes. But it was like uteruses. It looked like, at first glance, it looked like that. But then you looked closer. Like, oh, I see. (laughs) With fallopian tubes and things. (laughs) There's some really wild wallpapers out there that have actually definitely have some inappropriate or somewhat phallic looking uh, motifs that you would never see until you look up close. Yeah. People are very courageous. A long-standing tradition of that in um, art. Well, thank you very much for giving us an overview there of wallpaper. If anybody wanted to check out your work, do you have an Instagram or yes. your website? What's your, how do people look you yes. up? You can go Instagrams at Megan Shadrick Interiors. And my website is meganshadrick.com. All right. I'm pretty excited now about uh, thinking about wallpapers. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with The House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.